0: i always felt like, you know, it's talking to us, being that son. Let's just read this. Let's read this. I'm going to you what I did. I, I, brought, I brought this Bible right here that I can't read because I can't hardly see it. Is that bad? But the reason I brought this Bible because this was my dad, And I've never preached that He died about three years ago, two and a half, three years ago. And I've never ministered out of this Bible. And I, I saw it and I thought, I'm preaching now. I'm going to preach about the Father. I'm preaching from Dad's Bible. Amen. Yeah. And there's no child in this thing. and Tear stains on it. And it's been duct taped. Man, but it's small print. <laughs> <laughs> mm. The Bible says in Luke chapter 15, verse 11, it says, And he says, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me all the portions of the goods that falleth to me. And he divided them among his litter. And not many days after, the younger man gathered all together and took the journey into a far country. And there he wasted the substance with riotous living. I can stop right there and say, how many's been there? You might not have got a half, but you've wasted some. And when you had spent all, there rose a mighty famine in that land, and you began to walk. you ever notice when you start wasting stuff, that stuff starts wastefully coming to you? You know, you're a man like that where you we have a you got a problem, and then all of a sudden more problems come. Uh-huh. Can we tell you why that is? Because when you're out in <laughs> the will of God, you track things <laughs> out of the will of God. That's right. That's right. When yeah. you're in the will of God, you track things that are in the will of God. Come on. I know a lot of people. We, we like to bring this on the devil. We like to blame it on everything, but because we say, oh, well, listen, that you're not doing what you're supposed to, do, so the devil's just attacking. No, the devil ain't attacking. You you're doing supposed to. But you do draw those negative things to you. Yep, absolutely. Mm. 100% of the time when you're out of the will of God, you'll attract the things that are out of the will of God. Wow. Never make rash decisions when you're out of the will of God. Come on. Never make any decisions when you're out of the will <laughs> of God. Amen. <laughs> so the Bible says that this young man, he went and wasted. He was partying it up, doing his thing, spending his money. And all of a sudden, right in the middle of what he thought was fun, disaster comes. There's famine in the land. There's nothing to eat. Right in the middle of all his fun, he gets to where he can't find food. I don't know about you, but every time I've got out of the will of God, somehow God started creating a hunger in me. <laughs> I don't think God sent the banner but I believe God used it. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 You ever been in that position or that spot in your life when you was all down and out, and here comes something else that's going to blow your mind that you didn't even think of? I don't think the man was out wasting his time, wasting his money, and all of a sudden he's thinking, worried about a famine. But a famine came anyway. Because why? Because when the wind of God starts blowing on somebody, it's going to call on them. Come on, this is what I'm telling you right now. It don't matter what it is. You see, over in Israel in the Old Testament, their the famine comes into the land, and he what he doing? He's trying to shove people right back in Israel. wheel Bible says there was a famine came and he began to walk man something in him said I can't do this anymore you know I always go back when I see that word walk I always go back to Psalms 23 where David said the Lord is my shepherd and I said oh, that's good yeah, yeah. Amen. You see, he was in the will of the Lord. Hallelujah. He wasn't in a place of want. This young man was in a place of want. This is in a place of despair. He was despired. He, he was into a place where he said, I've got to do something. God, I am still out in here tonight. That he's in the place, you don't have to lift up your hand. When you feel like you've got to do something. You can't stay the way you are. You can't stay where you're at. And he went and joined himself to citizens of the country, which he went into the fields and fed the swine. He didn't know what to do, so he went and found some people. And then, that's the spider up there. You ever feel like it? You don't know what to do. You got to go find somebody. You got to get around somebody. And he went to the place where he fed the swine. And he would have fain have filled his belly with the huts that the swine could eat. And no man gave it to him. Man, that breaks my heart thinking about that. Nobody gave to Him. But I'm going to tell you tonight, when nobody's given to you, God will. When Amen. Amen. You, you think ain't nobody given to you, that's a perfect place for God to show up. Amen. Amen. And no man gave it to Him. And when He came to Himself, I've heard so many messages on this. And in this Bible right here, it says the word repentance. But I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you this a little bit. But he came to himself. He got to a place of despair to where he thought, I've got to do something. I've got to get out of this. How How many feel that way? I've got to do something. Come on, listen, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've got to get out of this. There ain't nobody going to help me, but i got to go. I'm starving here, but I've got to go. And all of a sudden, come on, listen. It ain't it funny that it's hunger that stirs up hunger? Yes, sir. When he started getting hungry in the physical, I believe he started getting hungry in the spiritual. He said, I've got to get out of here. Well, I don't know about you, but I've been in places more in my life where i said, I've got to get out of this mess. I've got to get out of this trouble. And it don't matter what it takes. I'm going to get out of here. I've got to get out. Come on, hallelujah. I've seen people listen. I've seen people that people That means that you're coming to yourself. What does that mean you're coming to yourself? That means that you're getting an awakening on the inside of you. You're getting something that's blowing up. It said there's got to be something bigger. It's got to be something better. it has got to be something more better. There's got to be something in here. There's got to be something that I'm missing. There's got to be something that's not been shown to me yet. I'm going to find it. Yeah. Something has got to change. Come on. Yeah. I always say, when people talk about people getting offended, I say that I would never be where I'm at right now if I had to get offended at where I was at. Yeah. you got to get mad. You gotta get to a point where you're done with where you're at, so you can go to where you're called to be. Yes. You gotta get done with the lust and the mire and all the slime and all the people and all those darn friends that have keep dragging you down. You yes. gotta get done with them. Yes. So I gotta go. Gotta get out. You gotta leave. You know how, you know why people keep going back to their mess? Because they never was done with it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. I've got friends that keep going back to their mess because because they never truly were done with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was holding on just a little. I talked to a friend of mine the other day, he was talking about one of his brothers, and I said, How your brother doing? He said he's doing good, but he keeps holding on to something, so when something goes bad, he can go right back to that mess. It's a deadly cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. You can't keep going back. You gotta go home. Right. It was hunger that brought him home. I believe the man was sitting there. The Bible says that he came to. Sleep. Let's just keep reading for a minute. And he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough in despair? And I'm sitting here perishing with hunger. Yes, I believe there's something in him said, I gotta get back to the place where I was eating. I wrote this down in here when I wrote this message out. You ever remember Marshall, the little kid, was leaving home, he's he's running away. And his mom said, But I'm making cookies. <laughs> I feel like that's man I believe that man can smell that bread. Come on, he said, how many higher services in my father's house? He said, yeah, but I'm sitting here perishing. I'm dying right here because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. How many feel that tonight that I'm dying right here because I'm not where I'm supposed to be? Yeah. And I'm telling you right now that when you get to the de- desperation where you say, I'm done with dying and I'm going to live, hallelujah, and you start proclaiming that over your life and start to waking up on the inside of you and something says, i got to get home! I've got to home! There's an old song we used to sing. I think it was an old spiritual hymn. It said, uh, "It's talking about home. I'm coming home. He who are weary, yeah. come home. Yes, right. Desperately seeking, yeah. uh-huh. Jesus is calling. Calling all sinners, come home. Amen. There's something on the inside that man. I think was hearing that. He said, he said, I he said, listen, he said, if I could just get back home, could, this hunger would go away. Yeah. You may lose your physical hunger, but you'll gain your spiritual hunger. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And when you taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah, right. That's right. Come on, Hallelujah. this is the Bible. This is the word. Yes. He said, I will arise. And go to my Father. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you something right now? Some of us need to give up. Here's another circumstance and situation that we get in a lot of time. We get this self-pity that we're wallowing. And the same thing we hate. We're eating out of the swine bucket. And all we can talk about is the swine bucket. All we can talk about is where we're at. We've got to prophesy where we're going. We've got to start speaking those things as if they are, even though they're not. We've got to say, I've got to get up from here to get here. Come on, I promise you this, you've got to move to move. If you keep standing where you're at, you're not going anywhere. But when you move, you move. When you move, he moves. Come on, come on. He's just waiting on you to move out of the, the place where you're at, so he can get to where you're going. Yeah. We get stuck in that a lot of times. We get stuck. Come on, listen. I'm just going. I'm just going to say, we get stuck in our own despair. Because why? Wow, poor pitiful me. I'm stuck over here. I ain't got no food. I ain't got no Come on, nobody helping, man. Nobody's doing nothing. And I'm Jesus. Jesus. He said, I will rise and go to the Father, and I will say to Him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And before thee, and I'm not more worthy to be called thy son, make me as one of thy hired servants. Listen, listen. that's the anti-Bible. Bible. According to Romans chapter 8, once I'm a son, I'm a son. Yes, that's right. People always ask me, do you believe in one saved, always saved? No, I believe in one son, always a son. Amen. Yes, yes. yes. It ain't theology, it's Bible. That's right. mm. Listen, even if my son leaves my house and goes out and does his thing, guess what? He still is. Yes. Your son. My son. No matter where He goes or what He does, He's always connected to me Why? because He carries my DNA. And each and every one of you that's in this room, whether you're saved or not, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you are an image-bearer of God. You were made in His image. Well, everything in you and on you, come on, hallelujah, when you walk through this earth, you're carrying some of Him with you. You may be lost, that means you're not where you're supposed to be, but you will be. Man. I prophesy that to you tonight. Yes, come on. So he gets up, he says, "Listen, I'll just go back and I'll just be a hired servant." Because, come on, listen—that's the most religious thing that there's ever been. Because that's what we do. We say, "Oh, uh, well, listen, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now—you messed up, and I'm gonna—you're you gonna have to go through the, through the whatever to get back to where you're at." We're gonna make all this stuff. So, you have to do nine steps. I'm <laughs> just telling you yeah, right now. You have to do nine steps to get back into the control. You got to do 12, whatever. I don't even know. You got to say, Mother May I. Come on. You gotta, You can't tell. You just say, Mother May I. Come, yeah. On. Yeah. come on. That's what we've been doing. Right. we complicated this thing. Yes. You ain't come on. Wow. The, this dude had the spirit of religion on him because he thought, I'll just go back and I'll be a slave.
1: If I was gonna be a slave, I wouldn't go back.
0: Yep. Let's see. He said, oh, i am just go be one of them lower people. Come on, this is where we get there. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You are saved and you're righteous in the presence of Jesus Christ. The sinner is not a hashtag on you no more. I've, had, I've said that people say, well Paul said he was the chief of all the sinners. He said he was. Yeah. But he also prophesies that he's the righteous of the Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Come on. So which one is he? And number one, I'm just going to say this, either you're bipolar, if you think you're sinner saved by grace, or God is. Come on. And he's not. Come on. Come <laughs> on. So we got this religious thing going on and even in this time, it's just, oh, this, I'm going to crawl back in there. And I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get back in the house. Come on. This is what the church has been doing to people. It's sad. Listen, I've had people tell me that that they had to get all cleaned up before to come to church. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Church can't clean you up. Jesus can We can preach all over that tonight. Right? Yeah. Oh. It's the hunger. Those those in, those who hunger and thirst. What was the Bible say? Shall You know what the word shall means? Will. will. There's no other way around. It shall. There's not an out. I'm telling you not that there's those who hunger that the church keeps telling them that they're unworthy. to eat. And according to my Bible, His grace is sufficient that even if you think you're unworthy, you are still worthy. No matter how unworthy they told you you are, I'm here to tell you right now, the devil is a liar and you are worthy. The blood of Jesus Christ in your soul, word. Come on, hallelujah. 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 So he's going to crawl out again. And I, I this labels this repentance in my Bible. I do not think this is repentance. He came to himself, he got up, and he went home. It's not repentance or headed home. It may be a part of it, but it's not repentance. His mind never changed. Just ran. He still had that old religious mindset, that old thought. I'm just going to be lower than everybody, so I can be humble. It's false humility. Mm. And It spreads throughout the land. His mind never changed. just because you're hungry, just because you're broken, and you decide that you're going to get out of that, is not repentance. Let me you the word repentance today. And He arose, and He came to His Father. But while He was yet a great way off, His Father saw Him. You know why Solomon? Because he's been looking for him. Yes. That's right. Can I tell you tonight that God is looking for you if you're Amen. not in his will? Yes. Right. Right. He's seeking it and searching to save those who are lost. That's right. I see the Father probably sitting at his house in this in this picture, a picture of the heavenly, but this Picture of this father in this land sitting in his house. Come on. And every day he's staring out the window waiting for his son to come home. Because you know why I think that? Because I think he done prophesied it. And he believed what he said over his son was going to happen. So if you're here tonight and you've got a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. That you're waiting for them to come home. You best keep your eyes on the road, because I promise you, if you prophesied and you said it, it is written in heaven, and it's going to be good your eyes. Yes. There's a woman come to me one time, she said, Kevin, I'm a word about my young." Uh, they've they, they done this, and they done that, and they've done this. And I said, let me ask you one thing. Did they know the Lord? Yeah, they did, but they got way out of the world. They got out of where they're supposed to be, and, uh, and I don't know what they do. And I said, if you prophesied over them that they're coming home, she said, yes. I said, don't do anything else but look. <laughs> Keep your eyes on what you just said. Amen. That's for somebody in here tonight. Come on. Or many in here tonight. Amen. Mm-hmm. He said it was a great way off, and his father saw him, and he had to pass it and he ran. He didn't walk or slowly stick up on him. The Bible said that he ran. What was he running for? He was going to catch what was coming back to him. He was going after him. The father saw him, and he had compassion, and he ran, and he fell. Didn't fall on the ground. He fell on his neck. The Bible said he kissed him. So you asked me tonight, so where did repentance come? I believe repentance comes when that man looked up and saw his father run. Because, yes. Yes. see, that's what changes you. We we think we change so we can see Him, but no, we change when we see Him. Come on. Can I say that again tonight? We think we change so we can see Him, but no, we change when we see Him. We got it all wrong. See, the kingdom, the Bible talks about the kingdom. John the Baptist is going to preach it. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And here's what we preach that so many times. I've probably said this before. We said, repent, for the kingdom is here. Should have been repent. For the kingdom is here. Because the kingdom and the king is what changes people. You don't change yourself so you can see it, you see it and be changed. Repentance came, come on, hallelujah, when he was walking down that old dirty road ready to give up, ready to lay down, ready to be a servant. And his father came running to him. And when he got to him, he didn't whoop him. He didn't, come on, hallelujah, he didn't say anything mean to it. He didn't run him down. He didn't say, where have you been, boy? He didn't say anything like that. He fell upon his neck and laid a big old sock kiss on him. Why? Wow. Amen. He lost his Because he loved him. My dad wrote in that thing right there, it said, God's love. God's love yes. is not out to beat you. He's out to kiss you. That's right. Hallelujah. That's good. He ain't out to whoop you for where you are been. He's about to welcome you to where you're going. And he's going to let a big old sloppy, you know, the Bible tells us, I think like, it is a Timothy Paul, one of them guys over there, said, to greet each other with a kiss. You know why he says that? Because we're trying to imitate what the Father does. Come on. The Father's like, yeah, i done that I was preaching that way. I said that one time when I was preaching, there's a boy in the back He was trying to move away, and I just kept moving in the He thought I was going to get him. <laughs> I said, Some of you looking at me now. He's going to walk over here. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "The greetings of the with this one because we're representing the DNA that's in us. <laughs> Oh, because we're not out here to condemn the world. The Bible said Jesus didn't come to condemn the world in John chapter 3. He said, But to him, the world might be saved. If Jesus didn't come to condemn it, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now, You have no authority to. That's right. That's right. We'll what preach. What happened if you went out here and somebody walking down the street tonight now and you just let a big old sonny kiss on you? <laughs> just thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> he said the Bible said he ran him down. <laughs> he ran him down. I'm going to get you and I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming after you. You like a pig, but I'm still going <laughs> You've been farther than a mire, but I'm going to lay one on him. He run him down and he called him. The Bible tells us that after he laid one on him, he said, His father said, I have sinned against heaven and then thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servants, didn't even answer his question. Yeah. Yeah. I love this part. Say I love this. I love I love this. You know sometimes you say something stupid to God, he just keeps on talking. So I feel like I'm not worthy. Well this is talking about. <laughs> See, God not want want even hear your negative talk. Come on. Come on. Yeah. That's good. You see, that's where we, again, we think that's repentance. I'm not worthy. No. Repentance is looking on the one who is. And through his eyes, I see myself. Yes. But the father, hmm. But the Father said to the servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat, be merry." His answer to your unburdening that's good lord to some, His answer to you saying I'm not worthy is somebody going to get me a robe. Somebody get me a ring. Somebody get me some shoes. And if you can find a cow, cut it up. That is his answer to your negativity. Our negativity. He said, Let's eat, mm-hmm. drink, be merry. For my son, who was once dead,
1: is alive again.
0: Hallelujah. Wow. I said, I'm gonna throw a party for you. I read this one time, and I started thinking about all the things that was happening to this man. He was out in this. So number one, he didn't feel worthy. I mean, you don't feel worthy. Mm, sometimes I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, sometimes, sometimes I have you don't feel worthy. Right, I'm going to go better, you're not led by your feelings. Right. You better not be. Your feelings lie to you. You don't you don't feel worthy. So God was listen, God was God's so prophetic. He was answering all this guy's problems with all this stuff. Number one, he didn't feel worthy, but because God over. Now I feel yeah. <laughs> You feel better now? Come on, listen, it's a covering from God. He was prophetically proclaiming that you may not have, you not not feel good now, but once you put on my robe. Man. You're gonna feel good. Yeah. It's called the rubber righteousness in the Bible. Why? Because we wear it. Yeah. Sometimes we want to take it off and put it back on. Take it off, put it back on. But for it, the reason we don't feel good is we don't understand that it it's And We're carrying it, and he gets the, the rope. Listen, he didn't feel good. I'm talking about the senses now. Feel it. Don't feel good. I can't I can't see good. Here, here's your ring. Put this on, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Then he might have the like He begins to see what his father's doing. So now he's starting to feel good. He's Starting to see good. Mike says he got him some shoes. Put him on his feet. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now to the rituals that they had in those days. You didn't put new shoes on dirty feet. You washed those feet before you put them on. They didn't say that in the Bible. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. That's what what would happen. They would not put new shoes on dirty feet. They would wash them feet and they would perfume them. That's what they did to Jesus, what Mary Martha, right? Yeah. That's right. So now you start to smell good. He's starting to feel good. He's starting to sniff. Look at the ring. And now it's starting to start smell good. And now he's still got some hunger going on. So somebody blames up a bit filet Because now he wants to start to taste it. because you're not a slave, you're a son. And you're gonna eat the best of the best of the best. I'm not gonna treat you like a hired hand. I'm gonna treat you like a DNA son. So the robe made him feel good, the ring made him look good, the shoes made him smile good and the cat changed his taste buds. Mm. If you think the refuse does all this to your nose, it's what you get through the active repentance. This one man whose life was reckless, I believe was now wrecked. You have been wrecked in the Holy Spirit. You wrecked in the Holy Spirit. You start looking at him as a father that's ready to do everything for that son. Let's just read on here a little bit. Now his older. His older son was in the field. And when he came and drew nigh into the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called some of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come. And the father hath killed the fat of because he hath received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and he would not go. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and said to his Father, let us these things many years do. I'll serve thee. He said, I've done all these things for you, folks. And he kind of commanded, and yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, which hath devoured the living, and the harlots, thou hast killed for him, the fat of the cat. And he said unto him, than there are ever with me. And all that I have is thine. It was meet that you should make merry and be glad, for thy brother was dead. And his alive again was lost and not found. That's the church. It never really occurred to me exactly what happened to those several years after I read this. The Father took all of everything that He had and gave it to the boys One of them wasted it. One of them didn't. And when He started giving these things, this only is giving. He wasn't giving his stuff. He was giving the other things. Because He didn't have anything else. He didn't give it all away. He was given what was supposed to be in the other voice. The man that makes the church mad when we see people getting what we should have got. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's exactly what we think. <laughs> <laughs> and when the second call There was a sound released that day that overpowered the unworthiness. They were singing and they were dancing. I always said this, man: we are a singing and when somebody gets saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We are to be so joyful. The Bible said that the angels rejoice in heaven. We are to be just come on. We are to be so joyful. We are to throw a party. Hallelujah! It's their birthday. Exactly. We ought to help y'all work. We're trying to make a cake. Somebody ought to get the balloons out. Because why? Because it's their birthday. That's right. It's their first birthday. How I many celebrate your kids' first birthday? Hello. Yes. Why don't we celebrate those that get saved first birthday? Amen. Come on. Yeah. 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 We're to make a big deal out of it. Why? Because the Father did. Put a rope on them. Put a ring on them. Kill the fighting cow. They're all saved. And why we don't care where he's been, but see, we at the church sometimes, we always want to talk about where they've been, not where they're at. We say, all oh, the other days on the road. you know what, doesn't matter. Right. Say, oh, well, this an alcoholic, you know, that we can't trust them, well, hallelujah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I don't trust no man. Brother, no, not. not. Bible tells you not to. Do not put faith in men. Amen. Amen. Yeah. When the church started running people down instead of running them out, uh-huh. running them out to, to the Father. Go to the Father. Hallelujah. We got to the one place. People say, well, I've done this and I've done that. Real good deal. Come on, let's go. Let's get it. I've had people tell me that. I talk about it. But you just don't know. I don't need to know. There's the thing. I don't want to. But yes. well, I tell you something I do know. Yeah. I do know that the Father's love is unconditional. And he's been you, He's yeah. been on your trail. and oh. He's been trying to run you down everywhere you're at. Oh. And he's going to catch you. I don't care if you come in there tonight, And you say, Kevin, he ain't going to get me. He's still going to get you. He yeah. yeah. said, well, I just don't believe all that. Yeah, go get it the stuff that I hear nowadays, I don't believe it either. (laughs) I believe what the Holy Spirit says on the inside of me. I believe when I wake up in the morning, I feel him leaping on the inside of me that I know that I'm alive and not just alive because I got a physical breath. I'm alive because I got a spiritual breath. I believe, come on, hallelujah. I believe that when God touches somebody, he can change everything on the inside of them to the outside of them. I believe when he goes after you, guess who's coming after next? Your family. And we got we got it all mixed up. We've said what the devil can do. We order oh, the devil's after you and the devil's gonna get you and the devil got my family. I'm gonna go ahead and we're going to tell you right now the devil is dead. Uh-huh. Has no power. Uh-huh. What have we thought the same thing about God? What if we thought, man, God's going to leave me and God's going to come after my family and God's going to come after my city and God's going to come after my nation and all the power of God is going to fall in my life and hallelujah, I'm not going to live like I used to live. I'm going to begin to live how he's called me to live. What if we got so hungry, we got everybody around us hungry. What if you got so hungry and desperate everybody started saying what's wrong with these people, hallelujah. And they started saying I don't know what's wrong with them but I'm going with them because they know where the food's at. (laughs) (laughs) I know everybody talks about addiction. What if you're addicted to God more than you are addicted to anything else? (laughs) If he wasn't around. You couldn't find him, and you would get come on, hallelujah, going to spiritual convulsion until he found the presence of God again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Cause see, what well, addiction is bad, but not when it's in God's hands. Woo. Somebody asked me the other day, he said you believe in demon possessions, and I said, yep, but I believe more in God possessions. Yes. People say, Look, I'm, listen. but they might be demon possessed. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm not even looking for demons. I'm looking for God. I'm not a demon hunter. I'm a Jesus chaser. Right. If you go chasing demons, guess what? You're going to find them. Right. And I don't want nothing to do with them. I don't want them finding me, and I don't want to find them. That's right. But I tell you what, tonight, I do want God chasing me, and I'm going to chase him. There's a book called God Changers. If you ever get a hold of it, read it. It's, called, it's talking about a little kid in the first of it. You know, a little kid, come on. How, where's the little kid at? I need a little kid. A little kid, yeah. yeah this little baby right here. She, come on. When she starts, you ever, you ever play tag or to hide and see, and she starts finding you, and what do you do next? After she finds you, what do you do next? It's your turn. You find her, and that's the way God is. We start to people. That's what God says, people. Oh. Yeah. And once she finds you, you start chasing her, and this goes on. This is God's game. He find you and tag your head. And guess what? You're going to chase him, tag his head. And he's chasing. It's called God chasing. What if everything in you did not completely change? Every addiction, every part of you that's been wrong started getting right and started going after God? What if we take... I'm just going to prophesy this. What if we took addiction houses and convert them into... The church house. Mm, right. Because I know a lot of times we get stuck in that thing where, we're um, I, I, can I just say this? I feel liberty to say this. Don't get stuck in this physical addiction focus thing. It's almost spiritual. Yes, it is. That's right. Say, so, well, I heard I, I've got it ready Well, you can cut that off. There. Come on. Yes. yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Jesus Come on. How long has it been since you felt the Father lay a kiss on you? Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt the Father lay a kiss on you? Home, come on home. He who is weary, come home. Come on, that's a good word. Come home. So I can see the father sitting at the table. He's just looking out the window. Listen, he's got a he's got a he's got a table set with a plate on it. That's how he knows you're coming. He prepared for you. That's right, yes, sir. He ain't waiting till you get there to fix everything up. He's already he's. A, I, I can see some of the father's friends in this story maybe come over and start saying, like, you he's sitting there. That's my son." Well, your son's not here. Nobody's coming. Come on, yeah, yeah. Seen him down there eating with the pigs the other day. He ain't coming home. He coming? Come on. He's coming. How do you know? Because I said he's coming. Yes, sir. Amen. There's authority in that. He's coming. Does somebody agree with me tonight? Amen. Yeah. Then I'm ready to move to the next phase. If you come in here tonight without a robe, with a ring, without some shoes, and you're hungry, you're in the right spot. But you've got to get up. you got to get up and get out. I'm prophesying and I'm speaking to somebody here tonight, but you've got to get up and get out. You say, but Kevin, you don't know. Again, I don't know. But I know the one who does know him. Amen. I know a man named Jesus Amen. that is ready to embrace you. He's, waiting. He's been waiting on you. Come on. You said, well, I, I, I've been so far in this. Ah, well, whatever. Quit, quit prophesying that over yourself. See, I'm coming out of this. Amen. So if you're here tonight, if you, you feel like okay, I've never been saved. I, I feel like I've never, I've never been on this road to the house. And I feel like I'm honored right now. I want you to stand up. Yeah. You say, Kevin, I, I just... Come on, listen. Home. Come on home. Yes. yes. He who is weary, come home. Desperately. See, Jesus is gone calling on sinners mm-hmm. come on yeah. Yeah. come on yeah. that's you here tonight i want you everybody stand where you just stand yeah. he, oh. Oh. he said kevin i'm not leaving here like i come in yes. i want you to get this altar tonight he said kevin i, I said you say well here the altar is not about you it's about you know, we, we, we talk about us, but it's not about us. It's about you. Know, mm-hmm. When we can see the Father, well, I just prophesy that be, some of us are going to see the Father in life like you never seen before. You've been told he's mean and he hates you and he's going to whoop you and he's, he's thinking about killing you and all this good stuff, but that ain't him. Somebody lied to you. The Father is waiting on you. To see him for who he is. That's what's going to change. Home. Come on. Home. Come, on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. She's ready. Sons, prodigal daughters. And you're praying for them to get to where they need to be. The greatest thing, the greatest way they'll ever get to where they need to be is you get to where you need to be. Can you sing that song?